0: Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Searching for clues to
1: discover God's mysterious plan for your family? Then don't change that dial. Join us now in our discussion of the Mystery of Parenthood. Here are your hosts, Trey and Stephanie Cashin. Good morning. This is the Cashins. You know, it's funny. You have to actually think about these things when you get to my age. But you are listening to uh, Mystery of Parenthood, and I'm Trey Cashin, and we got Thaddeus Punching buttons, the Wizard of Oz over there.
2: <laughs> hey, thanks, man.
1: That sounds good. And then you can hear Steph, Steph over there. She's going to open with prayer.
2: Yes. Good morning. Good morning. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, Grant that every family on earth may become, for each successive generation, a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray Thank for us. In the name of the Father and the Son Lord, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 Yes. Good morning. You have joined the Mystery of Parenthood. It is Tuesday morning, although we are pre recording. So if you have any burning questions or uh, comments, or, or, yeah. I, have
0: a, I have a little exciting piece of news for you. I was talking to a young lady, a student here, who is here for the summer. Um, She is a member of one of the first families of College Station. Oh, wow. Um, Mary, here's her name. Oh. And she mentioned that she and her beau love to listen to the radio, and they also like to listen to this program
2: together sometimes. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's awesome. Good. Well, let's get some
1: pointers for uh, the two of them on this one. We're going to be looking at a— a saint, a mm-hmm. really relatively newly canonized saint, um, and actually one of the ones that John Paul II was searching for, which was to canonize a married couple. We're going to focus on the the wife in this one and focus on moms. But I think there's I think there's plenty to learn here. Oh, but this I'm going
2: to extrapolate oh, some no, dead stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's why she's here to keep me. In if that you want option. the wife to be able to do this, <laughs> yeah. then you need to do this. Yeah, that's right. So. The, uh, that is don't found, worry dad you will not be great, left out yeah I found a great no
2: dad left behind <laughs> a,
1: a great article the eight uh, parenting lessons from St. Therese's St. Therese of Lisieux's mom um, St. Zelly, and um, anyway it's it, it, I thought it was very pertinent because I think there's a couple of things that I think are great about looking at number one this is a relatively recent relatively Recent in terms of the canonization, but really relatively recent in the scope of the existence of the church. It's all it hadn't been that that long, right. so these people are are close in age. I mean, they don't, they didn't have to deal with social media, but or or TVs or computers, but they were they're close in in a in historically, I guess, to us. Um, and so I th- I think that it it was neat how this person extrapolated. Um, these eight lessons uh, for parents, and really, I think focusing on moms. But like Stephanie said, I'm sure she, I'm sure she will <laughs> d- jump in and and give some pointers <laughs> to us husbands out here, indirectly to me. But. <laughs> oh, there's no indirectness. <laughs> no, about no, me. I know, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but when she's talking, she'll say, "No, I'm just
2: kidding." Uh,
1: anyway, so it, so it was it was that. But I think the the other thing about it is that. We need to look to saints as as examples. And I think all too frequently, we tend to put them as otherworldly in the worst sense of the term, meaning that what they're like and what they're capable of doing and is something that's too much for us or that we can't really learn from. And we tend to think often that that they were so holy that they never had rough times or they never struggled or or whatever, and even if they did, you know, were martyred or had something bad happen to them, that they always were perfect. And, and I think it's good to look and learn and say, well, some of these lessons we can apply to ourselves, and we should be trying to mimic or um, model our lives to people who responded to grace. The other, the third thing I would say that's important anytime is remember we're unique and unrepeatable, and we've said it. You know, even talking about just parenting and that some things work different. Your personality, your situation, your circumstances, all and who you are as a person, all make everything unique. But I do think that these these eight lessons are applicable, but then again, make them their, your own. Um, God doesn't like to have, he he likes diversity. He likes, he likes, uh, his saints to shine so uniquely that they are the holiness. That is the one holiness that flows from God is evident in them in their being different from others. I think that the devil likes to, uh, think It make us think that the way to be different is is to try to be different by maybe rebelling from who we are, and therefore you know what happens is a lot of those rebels end up looking the same <laughs> and they're just copycats. God's not that way. God wants His grace to impact us and for us to become uniquely and unrepeatably ourselves and Saint Ellie, because she's a canonized saint, we can be certain. Was uniquely herself, but we can learn and try to follow uh, on that. So we were going to go through, and I think that is going to try to keep us on track here because we we tend to um,
2: <laughs> digress.
1: Digress, <laughs> you know. So so uh, so we're going to go through these eight and and comment on them, and then uh, hopefully we can we can and and y'all that are there listening can put some of them to work and and maybe all become saints because you know what else is there as Patrick Coffin says, right?
0: All right. So <laughs> lesson number one. Was some women are called to combine work and motherhood, and this came about because Saint Zelly um, actually kept up her own lace making business. She was not a full time stay at home mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she owned and operated a a lace making uh, manufacturing right it wasn't a, it wasn't a factory it was but she had a bunch of people who worked for her but she had, she had I mean. employees that worked for her and and a place of business mm-hmm. and st louis her husband uh helped her run that that concern after he uh retired
1: and I, and i think th- w- it, what's important about this is you you'll hear in the world that you know the Ca- you know catholics want moms you know at home barefoot pregnant and <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with either of those. The barefootness. My my mother was always barefoot, <laughs> and, and pregnant she was a is good. Mom. However, however, yeah, discals. That's right.
0: We have a discalced speaking, house. Speaking, we all have to take our shoes yeah, off. When speaking we're of
1: Saint Therese, who was a discals uh, Carmelite. So. Um, Anyway. That's my big word for the day. Yeah, that's part. right. That's a big word for the word day. Word of the day, okay. <laughs> Don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> shoeless. But, uh, but anyway, so, but I think that there is a, it, we, the, the church frequently gets labeled as being one that wants to put down women and corner them and make them be, and it's so far from the truth that sometimes... We have to all again uniquely and unrepeatably, but sometimes women are called to work, and I mean they work all the time. Let me be yes. I always say work this. outside of the home. Work work in some <laughs> other capacity, other than other than keeping up the house and 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 um, taking care of children and, and all those things that are important as well. That doesn't mean all women are called to do that, but some women are and she's that example. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
2: And I think, you know, you have, to, you have to strike that balance. It's like with anything, um, you know, but this is an opportunity to teach your children um, responsibility. This is an opportunity for you dads out there to be a good example to your sons of what it looks like to be part of the household and not come home like the 1950s and put your feet up in the recliner and
1: <laughs> Where's my beer? No. And <laughs> my paper, you know. Uh but yeah. again that's another stereotype. And, uh, yes,
2: and, it is. It is. And, and yeah, so, you know, to to have um uh you know, responsibilities of the kids having having chores um uh and you know, I wish I could say that I had the magic system that that magically gets your children to Happily and without being asked or reminded, do your cho- do their chores. We've tried numerous uh, numerous systems, and I, I'm I will tell you, mothers, it's a mother managed system. <laughs> there's no there's no system that's that goes uh, unlabored by the mother. Um, you We're know that the, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, we certainly have had some that have worked better than others. And, and, uh, but I think it's important that, that, you know, they understand that to be a member of the family um, is, is to do, you know, to do what you can as, um, I mean, we always laugh in our house, many, many hands light work. I mean, if everybody does a little bit, then there's no one person who's burdened, you know, with, with the. And so I
1: think, yeah, I think, and I think discerning, you know, whether it's appropriate, you know, what are the reasons for, for, I mean, she needed to work to be able to provide for a family. So there may be the circumstances that, that, um, that dictate that, but, uh, it may also be a call It may be a gift that, that it's apparent that God's asking you to share. You're really good at something and, and, and you need to share that as well. So again, it is a discernment of, um, of what is God calling me to in the midst of, being a wife and a mother. The same thing with a man. I mean, but but with in this culture, I think we've come out of you know a, a, a lengthy period where most many women, if they were married, stayed home, and that's that's great. This is no, this is not that. But but some may be called because of situations that they family, I mean, find themselves in. Because of talents and gifts that they have, that it's apparent that that they need to share them because they're really good at it, and God wants them to share. Um, anyway, I think I think it's just I think it's cool to point out, and I think it's neat that the church provides an example that that points to the fact that you don't need to feel um, you don't feel feel guilty if if you are indeed called by God to be the breadwinner or or a breadwinner for, for the family. Um, and that runs counter to, I think what a lot of people think the church would say. Um, so are you, hello? I don't know. She sounds like she's awful a bit, but drum roll, please. Um, Oh, there you go.
2: Thaddeus yeah. has, been muting me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's going go in and out. Like okay, that. stop that one. Don't let anybody hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Quick meter before she says something else to the husband.
1: <laughs> I'm so
0: to... sorry about that. Uh, that's great. So, did you have anything to comment on that? or um, Yeah, a couple of things that came to mind were, you know, she started this lace making business before she got married. Mm-hmm. And she continued it after she was married. And in that time and place, I could be wrong about this, but I'm, I feel confident that... Uh, her property would have become her husband's upon marriage. And so he could have disposed of that property however he wanted to. And if he wanted her to stay home with the kids, he could have sold that or he could have insisted that she find, um, you know, a manager or something like that to to take care of the day-to-day operations. But apparently he did not, he did not do that or they didn't decide to do that as a couple. And he, he said you know keep this concern going and then as i mentioned he took over uh helping her run it after he sold his watchmaking business um and then also you know the martins had nine children mm-hmm. yeah now that was that at that point in the mid, late 19th century that would have been a you know average size Family, <laughs> right? Wouldn't have been a big family. Um. So she, so they had kind of the normal amount of children, and she worked outside the home. So you know, her continuing her business and having this sort of this professional aspect to her life. Um. They found they found a way in their in their couple in their family to not have to compromise on. Um. Being a family and being open to to life, as we would say today, they, and, and they must I, have
2: been purposeful.
0: <laughs> so let's you know, let's take a cue from that. That doesn't mean in today. That's not to say, okay, you have to go out and have right. nine children. Right. But I think that helps to contextualize, you know, what the Holy Father said some months ago, or maybe it was a year ago. Now, maybe it was off the cuff, and he could have parsed it better. But when he said, you know, we're not we're not rabbits. We do um, remember that remark. No, I didn't remember when that in remark. response <laughs> yeah. to a question. That's such a Francis. Yeah, Pope Francis. But I mean, but that's. I think it. that's what he was. That helps to contextualize what he was getting at. But but
1: but even if it was kind of culturally, kind of the norm to have that many, it's still important. Remember, nine kids, still nine kids. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, there's still nine
0: mouths to feed, and four it's, of them died, and so they had to yes. deal with the death of, of four, which four, was not uncommon at that time
1: either. Right, and so all there anyway. I think it is just important to to look and say you can be open to life. You can be very good at a profession. You can have dual incomes and be a holy family. Uh, all those things are not like
0: mutually exclusive.
1: Well, you can only do this by doing that.
0: Um, but what that brings us to number two, Trey, which right, is yes. doing it all. Nice segue. Takes help. <laughs> nice segue. As the author says, doing it all takes help. Yes. <laughs> I mean Stephanie, would you like to elaborate on that? <laughs>
2: I'd give up a lot of things, but my housekeeper's the last on the list.
0: <laughs> uh, but, but, in
2: addition to my uh, in addition to the the uh, chores and my helpful husband, um yes, I, I do not um I, I do not feel guilty about having help.
1: <laughs> well, so and and I think I think here you know that that doing it all you know have your cake and eat it too and all the, all those kind of sayings, that doesn't mean do whatever you want. That doesn't it means do all that you're called to do. I think it's important to discern because, I think sometimes the way when people say that is you'd never say no to anything. I mean, it, and if you had to say no to something, then somehow something is infringing upon your freedom, and when in fact Doing it all is, the all is a discerned thing, which in their case was the, the, their children, the business, the you know, the running of a household, all those things together. But it does take that, and particularly if somebody's working, but but even if outside of working in the house just because a mom stays stays at home and exactly. runs a household does not mean yeah. that you kids can take off or the dad can come home no, and No, we've and throw, always had chores you know, when
2: I was blessed to we, stay
1: home and you know and yeah yeah it's a place of, a place of it's a place where we learn to sacrifice for the sake of others. That's what help is. Help is really effectively self-gift. I mean, it's it, it is it's love in a sense we're, we're helping somebody recognizing that everything that they're doing, if they've discerned it like the, these parents were, are is for the sake of the family. Therefore, as a participant in that family, a, a husband or a child, we should all look and cultivate a culture that says that's, that's where we learn how to love. That's what it through the fact that, Hey, you know, maybe I should do the dishes or how about I folded these clothes or pull the weeds, whatever, whatever it is to be, to begin to have people eyes wide open and say, we're all in this thing together. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we need to help.
2: Yeah. And I think just discerning, um, you know, depending on your situation with your family, even when I was, um, again, blessed to be a stay at home mom, there was a time where, we were doing too much. (laughs) Right. Forget about doing it all. We were doing too much. Um, And that was one of the hardest um, periods I went through as a mom. I remember just trying to discern, you know, wait, I'm supposed to be a stay at home mom. And I'm always like throwing my kids at the car and go, go, go. You know, you had to do kinder music. You had to do mops. You had to do Bible study. You had to do, you know, and it was, it was, um, it was not too soon after the third one that I realized, wait, there, there some things need to go. We are, we are running around like literally like chickens with our, you know, heads cut, head, heads cut off and, and just to discern, but it was so hard because they were all good things. But once we dropped and, and got to a more manageable (laughs) schedule, we were all so much happier and there was so much more peace, um, you know, in our house. And
1: so that's why I think dis- discerning I I think, what all means.
2: Well, and that's, and that's, I, I just remember it was not too long after that, that um, it was kind of put in black and white for me on Facebook by a friend that said uh, that posted something about um, I need to say um, no to protect what I've said yes to. And our, our first yes is our, is our motherhood and our children. And, um, you know our families, and so um, you know obviously under God, God's first, but d- you know our fir- our our first earthly yes is is to our families, and so anything that's making that suffer or have lack of peace, um, get rid of it and see how see how it feels. I mean, you can right.
1: always. Go add it back Go in. Add it
2: back in. But um, boy, like I said, I just remember that being so hard to. Because everybody you know, else is doing. Yeah, so everybody many other else people doing are doing it,
1: yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, I, I just, I do think it's really important. It to, was an amazing sense of freedom mm-hmm. the, what the all is, because mm-hmm. the all isn't everything. The all is everything that God wants me to do, which means I've got to say no to some things in order to do mm-hmm. what I'm called to. So are
0: we at number three? Yeah, we could kind of do number three and four together. Three is moms are allowed to have fun. Really? (laughs) And one of the quotes that she takes from St. Zelie is she would often ask her children are we supposed to shut ourselves up in a convent? Which is kind of ironic <laughs> since yeah. her daughters all became nuns. <laughs> yeah. She must have been asking that a lot. <laughs> um, and then number four is even moms of saints need a minute to themselves. And St. Zelie wrote once in a letter, quote. I long for rest. I have not even the courage to struggle on. I feel the need of quiet reflection to think of salvation. Which the complications of this world have made me neglect. Wow, how true is that for there the might be modern two, world.
1: There might yeah. be one or two moms out there and dads too. That, <laughs> Absolutely. That, that,
0: uh, the that, pace of our life, how many people live that that they the complications of this world have made yeah. them neglect their salvation? Yeah.
1: And again, it's it's focused like like Stephanie said, I think I think it's important to to have in mind what is the focus, why, why do we exist as a family? I think that's to, that's for a couple things. One, one is that's the main, I mean, the main thing is let's, let's all get to heaven, (laughs) but how does that look? And what are we called to do while we, while we live here and what of the things that we're doing is detracting from that goal and from the family and what is something that needs to be added. One of the one of the things that uh, our good friends of the B Rights do on a regular basis, and we probably ought to do it again. But I but I t- take out a piece of paper, and actually, uh, we didn't have never done it with the kids, but as a couple, which you probably could do with the kids, mm-hmm. um, state the goal that the f- we're, we're meant to get to heaven. Our ha- our home should be a place that is a place of encouragement, a place of of appropriate correction, a place of growth, a place that's sacred and safe, and all those things, what do we, what are we doing today that we should stop doing, you know, was one of the questions. Next, the the other one, another one was, what are we doing, what are we doing that we should do more of? another one is what are we doing that we should be doing less of that we should continue doing but do less of and the last one is what are we not doing that we should be doing those four questions are questions that really you don't have to have a you know a, a doctorate to answer that's just looking at the life and say if the goal is is this a place of Love is this a place of encouragement is this a place of sacredness is this a place of safety is this a place of learning part of that is every once in a while you have to stop and look at what you're doing and ask those four questions again you know what are we doing that we should stop doing what are what are we doing that we should be doing more of what are we doing that we should be doing less of and then what are we not doing that we ought to be doing. And I think that's a good great exercise, a great exercise Mm -hmm. for a married couple and even for a family, particularly as they get older, Mm -hmm. um, remembering that the goal is not what do I want to do, but what's the best thing for the family? What's the best thing for this to be what it's meant to be? And back to moms having fun. <laughs> I was trying to get over that one. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not letting this no, one slip <laughs> by. I, slip.
2: Uh, I think, you know, um, I think that old adage of that you have to fill your love tank, that your love tank has to be full in order for you, you know, you can't give what you don't have. Um, I think we as mom, you know, and dads need to know what it is, what is leisure, like what What leisure do we enjoy? What fills you up? Um, And for me, it was scrapbooking. I used to, and I was very blessed that my husband would let me go and have these weekends once, sometimes even twice a year. Um, And that just, and that gave me joy. But what was so fun was it was really ended up being something for the family because um, it was pictures of, you know, my kids and our vacations or our, you know, activities or, uh, you know, baseball or football or, you know, so, um, you know, and it it was definitely a season. I haven't been able to do it in a while, but, but you know, now the things that give me pleasure is attending games with my husband and, you know, watching our kids, um, succeed and have success and in the things that, that make them happy. And I think that I'll, it'll come back. I'll, I'll be able to do that scrapbooking in a few more years and catch up on the many, many, many years that I'm now behind. <laughs>
1: but, but, but see, I, but I think that's important. What 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 has to happen is you have to say where are we now because mm-hmm. things change.
2: They do, they do.
1: It, the goal is still the same, but 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 the situation changes. Um, there's a time and a place for do it. First off. You got to be doing the stuff to have the pictures, so you can so you yeah. can actually scrapbook. If you spent all your time <laughs> scrapbooking, you wouldn't be able to actually have the events that would you would scrapbook. <laughs> right. but, so you got to discern. So it's now a time that we need to be being active with our children, or with you know as and and doing things, and then and then there'll be a time when maybe you can be more reflective, and and that can be a whole season of where you are in a marriage, but it also could be um, from, you know, this month to next month. I mean, if there's more, if the kids are gone, and they're at camp or something, or something along that line, then then maybe now's the time to, to do that. So it's, again, it's paying attention to the concrete situation in which you find yourself in those moments and prayerfully making those decisions. But we all need like you said to be filled and ultimately when she's talking about needing to reflect on salvation and and those god's grace Jesus came to give us grace and we need to avail ourselves of that grace but it takes it takes time for us we need to make time <laughs> to avail ourselves of what god has provided we can't continually be running, we need to stop and pray and reflect and allow God, both as a family, but also as individuals and certainly as a married couple, when that's appropriate, we need to reflect on, he came and died for us to give us the grace so that we can live these very difficult situations and make these difficult choices. In the context of the of a culture that maybe thinks well you 're nuts for not allowing your kids to play in eight sports, I mean <laughs> even that is there's in a sense i don 't make it any you know, a sense there's a little white martyrdom there and in, in saying no we 're not going to do this because of that so I think like you said, both of those kind of go together. We need to have fun. Leisure is not a four letter word it is <laughs> it is something that even the church has always said is can be <laughs> He's trying to spell it, Um, but, but it is something that can be offered to God in union with him, with the sacrifice of the cross, what Christ accomplished in a way that's, that is, um, that, that is acceptable and is glorifying of God. And so again, there's a way to look at, well, what's our vacation look like? You know, what is, what is our time when we're spending away look like again those are things that we need to you know reflect on um so make time i mean we try to st- we try to we try to have date night stephanie and i together but mom. but she gets together with some moms who are with similar and with children in similar circumstances you know there's a lot of reasons to do that one is just the camaraderie the other one is to commiserate with one another i guess
2: no, actually, it's the. I think the. It's more communication. I I, I think the you know the the, <laughs> the the village mentality. You know, we're all kind of watching out for each each other's kids. There's so many. There's so many fronts that our kids are faced with today, and I, I do I do truly I, I you know not real crazy about the person who said it, but <laughs> it does take a village, and and you want you want your village of people to. Um, yeah, you know, to be in communication with each other, I think that's in, uh, that. I for me, um, you know, if I had to add a lesson to to uh, to what um, to what Zelly has here is 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 that you know, m- make sure you surround yourself with a good village, um, like minded, Christ like. Christ-centered, you know, mothers and, and couples who are keeping their, who
1: have their antennas up because mm-hmm. you know and that that you communicate with so that you're aware, well, and that
2: hold you accountable for you know. I mean, it's, it's kind of kind of all inclusive, I think. You know,
1: so I um, think like married couples groups for mm-hmm. couples is is mm-hmm. is, a, is a good thing to add if you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe finding a good group of guys if you're if you're a father, moms where you can get together people who are getting together and enjoy being with one another. That's for sure, but right. who also have similar concerns. And children and somewhere I think that's a healthy that's mm-hmm. that's part of I mean God himself is yeah. a communion of persons so we gotta we've got to recognize
0: that we're called to not we're not in this alone right, right. Um, and those are groups where you can kind of share about you know the little things and take joy in those and things a and also segue master and speaking of that's number five it's the little <laughs> things that break you and Saint Zelly said it is over little things that I worry most. Whenever a real misfortune happens, I am quite resigned and I await with confidence the help of God.
2: Isn't that the truth? It Amen. is so true. I mean, when, you,
1: when you've when you gone Gosh. through them, that, yeah. that's been my experience. You know, the, the ones that are the ones that you're the, like the major events, you know, mom being diagnosed with cancer, you know, somebody dying of health. It, it's amazing how quickly, I think, if that'll go, it's the little things. And the things that may or may not actually be happening, we unfortunately can use our our imagination and think of things. I mean, I'm the worst at that. I mean, I'll you know, if a kid doesn't show up when they're supposed to show up and they don't respond when they're supposed to respond, that's an opportunity for me to exercise faith. And obviously I, many times I'm exercising something else at that point um, <laughs> that I maybe shouldn't panic right? <laughs> that or and then, you know, you go back and forth between anger. You know, if, when you get home, I mean, if you get home and I pray you do, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> not, not really, but that <laughs> but. Is that the going back and forth? Can you imagine getting that as a text message? From <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, I, but, I, but I do. The joys
2: of teenagers.
1: But, but I think, I, I, I do think most of life are, are little things, thankfully. And coming from, from the mother of the little flower... Those things I'm talking about myself here, those little things that cause me anxiety or that cause me anger or fear or whatever, are those things that God that you can offer to God in those moments. Try to catch yourself. I'm talking to myself here. I mean, I really am. And and I'm sure Stephanie, next time oh, it I've... happens, which it will, will point that out to me. <laughs> um, she's frequently said, Yeah, yeah, you need to like practice what you preach. <laughs> That's what's great about having her around. But but anyway, but I do think that.
2: But it is the little things that even hook us up as mothers. I mean, let's even go more shallow than than fears and anxieties. And, you know, laundry, you know, pile of laundry, pile of dishes. You know, those are the things that we forget that God wants to. You know, we we try to kind of compartmentalize him into the, you know, The, the big things and, and, and he, he wants, um, he wants everything. I mean, he, he wants it all. He wants all the, you know, all the little stuff, all the frustrations though, you know, that I love that, um, that image of, um, that, the book I read, um, Holiness for beginners. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the holy altar of the sink, you know, I mean, it's just like that we need to remember, you know, the holy altar of the washing machine. I mean, you know, it's like, that's where our sanctification, at, you know, as mothers, fathers is, is coming from, you know, right. how, how do we, how do we carry out those jobs? I have to say, I'm not always joyful about that. No.
1: And and that is part of that, part of that offering we forget, I mean, I do, and I think what this is reminding us of is it is the little things, the little sufferings, the little joys, the little, that makes up 99% of life in terms of time. And if God, you can see how, if you think, well, that's just too small for God, or that's not, or 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 just get so caught up that you don't ever recognize him in the midst of that, that you um, can distance yourself from God because you're thinking it's only the big times. only when I have my prayer time or the quiet time that God's involved. It's only when I go to mass or only when I go to adoration. And yes, to all those. But you can't be in all those things more than just some small segment of your time and be a a responsible parent who's doing what their their obligations and, and what God's calling them to do in the moment and i think we got to remind ourselves that uh, try to have something that reminds I me mean, for me you know i've done this before where i have you know just a timer that go off once an hour and, and just to try to reset every hour that may work for you may not it can be uh, you know i'll i've got i think i've shared this before anytime i see three numbers together you know um on a clock, on a digital clock or when I do the when I when I pump gas, I'll frequently, you know, most of the time we'll have you know, I'll do three, you know, thirty-three dollars and thirty-nine cents to have the three threes together, you know, if I can get there only for the reason of I wanna offer I'm gonna offer even this little thing up. Now believe me, it sounds very uh, <laughs> Those are the easy ones. I think the ones that God really wants and really is asking me for are the ones that don't come as easily as that. They're the time when the kid doesn't come home when and when you want him to, and you could respond more charitably, even in correction, <laughs> than, than you do. It's the times when things don't go like you planned, and people aren't where they're supposed to be when you thought they were supposed to be there. Those are the moments when things don't work out the way, so that's the challenge for all of us, I guess. Absolutely. So d- d- I mean, just try something to to remember the little things are that Stephanie just names, you know, with the the laundry basket mount Neverest. So <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> anyway, Mount, mount Neverest. Did you have anything on always. that one? Uh, <laughs> I thought what was interesting about her saying that it's the little things that uh, she worried over. Zelly is, you know, one of. Them probably St. Therese's most famous saying is do little things with great love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So she clearly uh, internalized that from her mom or she maybe maybe picked up on that from her mother that that caused her mother a great Absolutely. deal of anxiety and so that's something that was kind of ingredient in her spirituality and here she came out with this great you know Path of spirituality, the little way. Right. Right. And that brings us to number six, which is we all have our own paths as mothers.
1: So, so I'm going to back up one second if I, sure, sure. If I will
0: is ruin is my segue. segue remember, that's fine. remember
1: <laughs> your segues are always awesome. I am messing up the segue primarily because I think what 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 it shows is that we as parents, when we go through a struggle And we're dealing with it. We need to share that with our children, Mm -hmm. how we're dealing with it. Mm -hmm. We've talked about let them into your inner sanctum every once, not on everything, but certainly on these things, because, again, most of their life is going to be like most of our life, a lot of little things. (laughs) And we need to practice on the little things. And obviously, she had that impact. And I I have to believe that St. Zelly did share this with her children. And that's why they were that way so
0: yeah I love what the author here uh, how she <laughs> writes um, from birthing nine children to having St. Therese at the age of 41 Zelie certainly didn't worry about conventional motherhood and um, it's a good thing she didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just it's, the the lady was um, was an unconventional person for her time and in many ways unconventional in her holiness obviously and gosh I think that I think that martin the Martin parents are going to be this treasury of inspiration and holiness for generations of Catholics to come
2: mm-hmm. and again, we're
0: just we're just at the beginning of p- kind of plumbing the depths of what they have to offer us as as saints right
1: and it speaks to the fact that we're all unique and unrepeatable and and it also speaks to. The things that occurred there with with her life were were she responded to God, so that God gave him, gave the gift, and even at forty one, to have a baby. Particularly back then, would have I would imagine would have even been yeah. even Dangerous. more scary, yeah. more scary yeah. than yeah. it it Not is sure. today. Not from having a baby, but you know, it, getting the older health. and mm-hmm. the health, the health risks. And yeah. so, so the embracing of what God sends to us and the providence that we should recognize should bring us peace. But that's going to be what makes us uniquely unrepeatable is recognizing saying yes to those things that come our way. The child at 41 for her, it may be something else for any one of you. It's triplets, at least in part for Stephanie, (laughs) you know, that's something we weren't expecting. It wasn't something that we had planned. Um, Very unique path. It's a very unique (laughs) path. So
2: Well, and I think, um, you know, and I've talked about this in, various arenas, but, you know, I think it's always worth bringing up is that I think it's harder these days, just as our kids with social media, I think it's hard for mothers as well these days when you see, you know, somebody posting all the fun they're having or their, you know, beautiful house or their clean, you know, (laughs) you know clean picked up home or, uh, you know, what, I mean, whatever, like I said, nobody ever posts, you know, Mount Everest. I mean, they don't post, you know, laundry and, you know, and I think e- mud tracks through the, <laughs> through the house, you know, so I think for mothers, um, you know, mothers today, it's, it's hard to, um, to pull yourself, you know, out of that social media and realize that that's, you know, that's really not the reality. I mean, everybody's got stuff, you know, Um, but when you have this window into everybody's, you know, albeit happy, perfect, joyful lives, um, or so it seems, um, you know, you kind of can get, kind of can get down on yourself and what am I doing wrong? And what am I, you know, why is it my, why aren't my posts that, you
1: (laughs) you know, I think, I think, and that is something unique about this day and age, because I don't think, you know, even twenty years ago, most people had any clue what was going on in somebody else's life, and I think that now you know people let them in, but they let them in as they see fit, and typically it's good. So you, the subject, it's, it's always <laughs> it's, it's always, always that way. They again, they're not. <laughs> Throwing the temp, they're not. Hey, look at my kid throwing a temper tantrum. Or, look at me, you know, losing my temper. Hey, here we go. You know, I mean, that, that's not. Let's do a selfie <laughs> and send it out. I do mean, a selfie of my angry faces, <laughs> right? I mean, people don't do that. So I think it's yeah, even point. further mm-hmm. further uh, something to be said about at least limiting, or if if you're allowing that to come in, to remember their life is not perfect either, even if it may look perfect. Uh-huh. There's something there. Um, my mom used to always tell me when I was younger, she said, you know, Trey, you never know what's going on behind, no matter what it looks like. You never know what's going on behind. If you think our house is crazy, if you think we're weird, <laughs> believe me, we are. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we have, but other people out there, You're right? yeah, I mean, other people out there are equally Strains with equal Struggle, but, and, and and, and yeah. frequently she would say and really worse struggles than you even the worst thing that you're going through or imagining is minute in comparison with what many people out there who have smiles on their faces are going through. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Yeah. So we have to be uh, we have to be careful about what kind of what kind of windows we <laughs> we really want onto other people's lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. kind of win- what kind of windows we're going to give other people onto our lives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And kind of use some prudence and discretion there. Yeah. But uh, that brings us to number seven. Mothers are allowed to have their own interests, and we have a quote from Saint Zelie when she said in response to a, a, a letter to one of her daughters, "I am happiest at my window putting together my point d'Alenchon. Ooh. happiest doing her lace work, lace work, or oh, wow. needlework." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that would be
1: another sign that as t- for, for a person, I think in discernment, it's not the only, but of that maybe you're called to that, to that as in other words, if, if you're good at it and you experience joy doing it um, and there is a need for the family to do it, I think that that's, that all of those things point to, it's probably what she ought to have been doing. I mean, um, which given the fact that she's saint, it, it probably <laughs> was what she should have been doing. But um, but we do have to have those things, right? Absolutely.
2: Well, and I think it it kind of goes, kind of piggybacks on you know when we when we talked about having fun, you know, having interests and having having your own you know your own fun. I mean, I, I think that um, that as moms we're you know we're called to other things. I mean, motherhood is is not just the kids in the house and uh-huh. the, you know it's um. It's being able to so so make time yeah make, make time I mean make to make time, time for those make
1: things a I mean I go on a I'm very blessed to be able to go on a man weekend you know once a year I look to that I mean Stephanie has her <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, just a group Can't of guys that just get together they're 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 all good <laughs> Christian guys and and we're able to have fun but then at the same time challenge each other, talk about right. things.
2: That goes and back to my cultivating your, the, I'm adding on Zelly's thing to cultivate your village, you know, cultivate right? and, your people.
1: And so like, and, <laughs> and I think even as a parent looking at your kids to share those interests with your children is another way of building that community, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, one son loves to hunt. I grew up hunting, so I've invested more time in that. Some like sports. I like sports. You know, but, but sharing Stephanie and her scrapbooking and I mean... Did
0: any of your sons get into scrapbooking? <laughs> Not yet, but I don't... I of
2: The kids did when they were little. Yeah. And they they, they kind of... We had fun with that when we were little.
1: And then... Yeah. And, but then, again, I think it's... I do think it's important to recognize right. that, again, it's time away, and it's time... It's okay to have your interests. You're unique and unrepeatable. It doesn't mean that everybody has to like it. it doesn't mean that everybody has to has to do it, but I do think it's fair for a spouse to ask another spouse, can I have this moment as long as it's not infringing upon?
2: Well, I think the fun thing too, especially, like I said, even when the kids were playing with me and doing their own little scrapbooking and stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's about the story. You know, um, I got caught up just like in, you know, worldly things about making the page look beautiful and blah, blah, blah. But there was hardly any journaling on it. Well, What's the most important thing about the picture? Not all the embellishments you put on it, the story of what it was, you know, what it was about. And so I definitely it's fun to see my first, you know, (laughs) the evolution of my scrapbooks went from like these, you know, creative masterpieces to more picture in the story you know simple and simplify you but know.
1: again that's i think it's again sharing your heart about what what interest that because if you just share the thing without it it's like going to like bring a kid to watch a baseball game if you don't share like the intricacies of a baseball game like hey i wonder if they're going to do this or whatever then then it can get lost it, just like strap you need to a, it's just like sharing your inner sanctum. You need to share what is attractive. Why do you like what it is so that they can, whether they like it or not, can at least appreciate what you like about it. Um, and then maybe recognize in themselves things that they like. It's about making the person more who they were meant to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Um,
2: and number eight.
0: And I think the uh, number seven also brings oh. us back to number one, just to remember that, you know, she had this, um, this love for making lace and she turned that into a, a business and a professional concern. And then she and her husband, they worked it out together that she was going to keep doing that, that yes. being a mother wasn't going to mean she had to stop um pursuing that that career interest. And um And again that, that's a good reminder, a good lesson. When they
1: all when the need of the family the talents of one of the spouses and the situation when they all and and the enjoyment all come together, Mm -hmm.
0: that's a good sign that this may be what God wants me to do. Right where
2: God wants you to be.
0: (laughs) But sometimes we don't don't have options for things. (laughs) And that's number eight. (laughs) Sometimes breastfeeding is not an option. Uh, And the author says here that, most likely due to the breast cancer that eventually took her life, Zelly was unable to nurse her youngest children, and instead had to send them out to live with a wet nurse while they were babies. Yeah. And if, in case people are wondering what a wet nurse is, that's what humans did before they had formula mm-hmm. when a when a woman couldn't couldn't breastfeed her own child. And and again, that that is a, so.
1: There are things that happen that are suffering. I'm sure that was a, that was something that she wanted to do that she couldn't. And again, that's something that can be offered up and we need again just like no having the need and having the ability and the capacity point to what we can do sometimes things that we're not able to do are are things that God's asking us to maybe offer up as a as something to let go of um or to offer up because it's a suffering it's something I wish I could do but I can't
0: mm-hmm. and and I know that um since we did we've Robin has birthed all of our children naturally, I, I've perceived that in that, uh, group of folks, there's kind of a prejudice towards, Mm -hmm. well, you better be breastfeeding. You know, if you're not breastfeeding, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to remember that uh, we need to keep in mind what is essential and what is open to, you know, variation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's, nothing not in the, p- there's
0: nothing in the catechism about breastfeeding. Right. right, right, right. Uh, yes.
2: Yes, and you have to do what's best for, for your family, prayerfully and purposefully. All right, well, we're going to change it up a little bit because I'm going to, uh, instead of a verse today, I am going to mm-hmm. do a quote from St. Therese herself. And uh, I thought this was perfect to kind of summarize all of the things that we've been talking about um, that mm-hmm. Zelly. um Zelie embodied and uh, this quote is without love deeds even the most brilliant count as nothing so like Ter- St. Therese always said do do great things do, do small things with great love and remember only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood pray parent with a purpose and prepare for God to amaze you God bless you God bless. Thanks. pray for us we're praying for you
1: Thank you for listening to this local production of Red Sea Catholic Radio. Tune in next week at the same time to hear Trey and Stephanie Cashin share more on the mystery of parenthood.